I can't I, wait. I, 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 they must have put me on speed there or something. <laughs> I finally got that award, and he's kind of excited about yeah, it. He just got an award. He go got his award. He got his award. Let's let's reset this whole thing. We've had a week. <laughs> we've had a week from. Well, we don't know somewhere, where. Somewhere but, people don't want to be. Yeah. Right, they don't right. want to be. But anyway, we've had to rebuild everything on the fly. But more about that later. But more importantly, welcome to All Things Radio 525 for March number, what is it today? Five. Five. March 5th. 5th, 2020. Chris and John keep me in in good Yeah, good we, we, form. we got it. We got this. So yes. Jeff will come up and preview and tell you what's coming up and all that good stuff. Then yeah, I'm going to probably come guess that his radio news is first because you kind of got a sneak peek on that. Yeah, yeah, right. true. <laughs> but, but, but I think it's going to be interesting this week. We've got, of course, the usual. We have our national news uh, talking about world of broadcasting from a national perspective. And we'll follow up with your with your feedback, and we, we want to know what you're hearing and what you're thinking about of all things radio and what's going on. We've got Jennifer Sparks' caller and format changes in our featured segment from Bill Sparks, a little thing that I found that I thought that Bill would like, and I think everyone's going to like, so we put it in. It's a thing on the life of Dennis, of Dennis James. His real name was Demi James Sposa, and they changed his name to Dennis James. He started out as a radio announcer, and he did lots of television. Then you'll hear all about Dennis James. In my classic air check, we're going to take the virtual time machine back to 1994. Hear Don K. Reed on WCBS-FM with the doo-wop shop. And then we're going to hear how he sounds today on the Belmont Internet Radio. Finally, in our feature station segment, we're taking a trip to Waterbury, Connecticut. And we're going to listen to radio station WAXB-FM with classic rock. Yes, it is a satellite-delivered format. And they do, you know, there are stations that do that. And we're going to hear how they sound doing classic rock from Waterbury, Connecticut. All in all, a very busy show. And, Bill, I'll turn it over to you. You've had a busy week this week as well. Yes, I have. But, and we're going to talk a little bit about persistence. How many people live in an area where maybe they have cable TV, maybe they don't, maybe they they don't have access to their cable channels, they don't have accessibility? Well, when... We moved to Florida, you know, live in Florida now. They switched from Comcast, which had full accessibility, to a company called Bluestream. The Internet is just wonderful. and It's the best Internet I've ever seen. But they brought the TV box several while I was gone several months ago. And I got here, it wouldn't talk, nothing would work. I thought, oh my, what am I going to do? So I talked to Perry because he had a similar box, but his box had been updated through his company, Mediacom, and it worked. And But nothing worked here. I called the company, and they ranged from, well, blind people don't watch TV anyway, to, I don't know, maybe our box is out of date. And I said, you know, you, we've, we've got to get to date. So a tech came today again for the third time. And the first guy, he, he was really trying to help, but he just didn't know what to do. And his boss texted him and said, you know, you really got to go and, you know, you got to speed it up. But he said, I'm going to send over an assistant to work with you. The first guy's first day on the job, the guy came in and he said, Let's assess this situation. You've got an Amazon TV here, 
And I see here that there's a Bluestream app. So he fires it up, downloads this app, we install it, put it in, and it works with Amazon. We say, bingo. I said, all right, but let's go one step further. Let's make this box talk. So I said, let's go to the uh, Google Play Store or go to their options and let's enable TalkBack and see if this will work. Well, we did that and set all the settings. And now both boxes are talking and working. So the, the point of the story is don't ever give up because you may just meet that right person who's willing to work with you and let you help them do it. So don't ever... I'm just taking a guess, and not that I know. Was the guy about like 25 years old or younger? Probably. Yeah, kind of thing probably, could walk Chris, in yes. Do, you know? Probably. Huh? Probably was, Chris. And did you yeah. did you maybe get his name to call and call the company and say, hey, I know it's his first day on the job. This He was really able to help me. I, I want to get, you know, because everybody calls to complain, but yeah. nobody ever files like a good report on somebody because obviously and also that way they might assign him if somebody else in the area is having trouble or, or you know somewhere in the uh, service area that he could go out and help them too you know well uh, you right. know, in Florida, there's a lot of older people so i'm sure there's a bunch of older blind people in right, right. So. And it's important that we let people know that a it may not be as the and these guys may have just stumbled into this but this young kid didn't and yes, I do have his name, and I will be calling the company. Yeah, because that can make a difference well, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know you would, but I'm saying that for other other people who maybe don't think about that that are listening. That's no, good. that's that's, always, a, that's don't a just great. call in the complaints. Get the names when they're really good. Don't oh, be many, times, many times I've given right. positive reviews for people or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it, it, right. it's we'll important for accessibility, and there are more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. So yep. I guess without further ado, we'll, calls and, feedback. and please bear with me tonight. We had to rebuild this computer from the coffee club yesterday. Um so if something's not 100% right... And they didn't spill coffee right, in it. It just wasn't working for others. Yeah, you know, there is that, you know. <laughs> just because I poured a cup of coffee in there and wonder why it got hot. Yeah, you well, know? yeah, it did get hot. Oh, you wanted to have your coffee warm. Oh, That's right. right. That I reminds did. me of the cup I got on the help desk when the, game, when, the, when the lady said to me, Oh, that, the computer has a beautiful cup holder. What cup holder? It's, just, it's where you put your CDs. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's the opposite of that guy Bill was just talking about, see? Yeah. Now we can so, see what positive reviews we get on Jeff's award-winning news, I guess. Hey. Correct. Well, there's that. <laughs> I'm Jeff at For All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. iHeartMedia reports its fourth quarter revenue results. Educom and NBC Universal are dealing with sexual harassment issues. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and conclude our look at the Nielsen January Personal People Meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and iHeartMedia once again makes news. iHeartMedia reported their fourth quarter revenue results, and they were essentially flat. However, revenue for 2019 was up 2%. The big problem with iHeartMedia is that they're emerging from bankruptcy and having 
having to deal with all of those issues. iHeartMedia, however, did point out that revenue for the radio stations was down. They were down on local advertising and down on national advertising. iHeartMedia, however, is making it up because their revenue from digital growth and their special events business is doing quite well. In other news, just what NBC Universal and Endicom don't want to be dealing with, that's sexual harassment. In the case of Endicom, Endicom has been hit with a lawsuit by a former employee. Shaw Rainey had been doing traffic reporting for radio station KCBS AM. That's the all-news operation in San Francisco, California. She sued Endicom for sexual harassment, saying that an engineer had sexually harassed her and other employees. When she complained about the sexual harassment, she was fired. And why was she fired? The station said that she was unsuitable for the job that she was performing. In her lawsuit, Shaw Rainey says that her replacement sounded just like her and did exactly the same job that she was doing, and this will have to be worked out in court at a future date. In other news, Chris Matthews is gone from his hardball show that aired on NBC television. This past week, he was abruptly fired from the program, and he announced that he was being fired from the program because of a sexual harassment complaint that was being lodged against him by a guest in 2016. NBC Universal says that the hardball show will continue with a rotating cast of hosts until a new host for the show is determined. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. In the world of sports, say goodbye to the Rich Eisen Show that currently airs on Fox Sports Radio. The Rich Eisen Show is produced by DirecTV, and Rich Eisen and DirecTV have not come to an agreement with iHeartMedia and Premier Radio, which syndicates the Rich Eisen Show for iHeartMedia's sports radio stations. In other related news, Dan Patrick will no longer be airing on DirecTV since Dan Patrick has signed an exclusive agreement to have his show air on Premier Radio Networks. If you're a fan of the Minnesota Twins, you'll be happy to know that the Minnesota Twins aren't going anywhere. The Minnesota Twins have inked a three-year contract extension with Endicom. The Twins will air on radio station WCC AM and 102.9 KM and BFM. That's the country radio station as well. Cumulus has finally done it. They have exited New York City with the sale of radio station WABC AM to Red Apple Media. Red Apple Media is owned by John Katamasidis, a New York City businessman and one of the future of WABC. At this time, expect no changes to WABC with the mix of local and syndicated talk. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Folks might be wondering what's going on at radio station KPLX FM in Dallas, Texas. That's the cumulus-owned and operated country radio station. With the appointment of Mike Preston as program director of this radio station, changes are being made at the radio station. Out is longtime morning host Lisa Taylor, and a new morning crew has been installed at the radio station. Mornings will be hosted by Brian Moot and Tara, and will provide you with an air check of this radio station in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. If you want to find out more about the coronavirus virus, go over to Sirius XM Satellite Radio. They'll be doing special programming on their doctor's channel. Finally, folks living in Indianapolis, Indiana, a one what happened to the morning show that aired on radio station WNOW-FM in Indianapolis, Indiana, and also on KROY-FM in Houston, Texas. With Mackenzie leaving the morning show, going to television, Radio 1 acts the morning show that was airing on radio station WNOW-FM in Indianapolis, Indiana, and KROY-FM in Houston, Texas. In the case of KROY-FM in Houston, Texas, the morning show there has been replaced with the Kid Craddock morning show syndicated by Yay Networks. There has been no replacement at this time for the morning show that was airing on radio station WNOW-FM. FM in Indianapolis, Indiana. Finally, although it hasn't been released yet, a study by Edison Research and Infinite Dials show that the number of individuals listening to radio from 2008 to the present has dropped in half. We'll let you know more about the study when it is fully released. Now it's time to conclude our look at the Nielsen January Personal People Meter ratings, and the book ran from January 2nd through January 29th. In Portland, Oregon, the number one rack radio station is KKCWFM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rack radio station is the public radio station that's KOPBFM with a news talk and information format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Portland, Oregon is KYCHFM with
with an adult hits format. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the number one rec radio station is WRFX-FM with a classic rock format. The number two rec radio station is WLKO-FM with an adult hits format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina is WKQC-FM with an adult contemporary format. In San Antonio, Texas, the number one rec radio station is KONO-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rec radio station is KCYY-FM with a country format. And finally, and we haven't seen this in a long time, the number three rec radio station in San Antonio, Texas is WOAI-FM with a news talk and information format. In Sacramento, California, the number one rec radio station is KFBK-AM with a news talk and information format. The number two rec radio station is KNCI-FM with a country format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Sacramento, California is KSEG-FM with a classic rock format. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the number one rec radio station is WWSW-FM with a classic its format. The number two rec radio station is WDVE-FM with a rock format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is WRRK-FM with an adult its format. In Salt Lake City, Utah, the number one rec radio station is KSFI-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KRSP-FM with a classic its format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah is KJMY-FM with an adult contemporary format. And I believe this is the first time I've seen this as a number three rank radio station since I've been reporting these ratings results. In Las Vegas, Nevada, the number one rank radio station is KSNE-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KKLZ-FM with a classic its format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Las Vegas, Nevada is KMXB-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Orlando, Florida, the number one rec radio station is WOCL-FM with a classic its format. The number two rec radio station is WMGF-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Orlando, Florida is WRUM-FM with a Spanish tropical format. In Cincinnati, Ohio, things are status quo. The number one rec radio station is WGRR-FM with a classic its format. The number two rec radio station is WLWAM with a news talk and information format. And finally, the number three rec radio station is WUBE-FM with a country format. In Cleveland, Ohio, the number one rec radio station is WGAR-FM with a country format. The number two rec radio station is WDOK-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Cleveland, Ohio is WNCX-FM with a classic rock format. In Kansas City, Missouri, the number one rec radio station is KCMO-FM with a classic its format. The number two rank radio station is KCFX-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Kansas City, Missouri is KFKF-FM with a country format. In Columbus, Ohio, the number one rank radio station is WCOL-FM with a country format. The number two rank radio station is WTVN-AM with a news talk and information format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Columbus, Ohio is WNCI-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Austin, Texas, the number one rank radio station is KUT-FM that's the public broadcaster with a news talk and information format. The number two rec radio station is KBPA-FM with an adult hits format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Austin, Texas is KKMJ-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Raleigh, North Carolina, the number one rec radio station is WFXC-FM with an urban format. The number two rec radio station is WRAL-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Raleigh, North Carolina is WTKK-FM with a talk format. In Indianapolis, Indiana, the number one rec radio station is WYXB-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WJJK-FM 
Indianapolis.com with a classic its format. And finally, the number three rock radio station in Indianapolis, Indiana is WIBC-FM with a news talk and information format. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the number one rock radio station is WMYX-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. The number two rock radio station is WRIT-FM with a classic its format. And finally, the number three rock radio station in Milwaukee, Wisconsin is WLDB-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, in Nashville, Tennessee, the number one rock radio station is WJXA-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WCJK-FM with an adult hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Nashville, Tennessee is WRVWFM with a pop CHR format. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Bloomberg for President, followed by Progressive Insurance, indeed the employment recruiting firm, Geico Insurance, and VIX. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line the phone number is 800-693-0595 that's 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team for all things radio I'm Jeff Bennett it's time once again for listener calls and feedback to get in touch with the podcast team call 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team yes this is Daryl Darnell or Urbana, Illinois thank goodness that you have the podcast now since I'm working at our church I'm serving meals to the homeless on Thursday nights during its live airing. I have to catch it on delay now. Kudos for that. But I want to comment on the the fabulous playlist that was on Super Soul Gold. That was just incredible. They really go deep catalog. They play a lot of things that uh, I don't even know if they were always played in the soul markets when they were out. A lot of it I remember, but some of it I didn't. Of course, I totally agree with Doug and with everybody else who voiced the opinion that it could have been a little better had they had some live jocks reminiscent of the a patter that they used to use back in the 60s and 70s. We had a, a St. Louis station, KATZ, that was at 1600. They still are around, but they they, they were sold for many, many, many years. And uh, like I say, they were relegated to 1600, as a lot of soul stations were. They were out there in the frequency desert, but they uh, were sold six days a week in gospel on Sunday. And every 16th day of the month back in the 60s, they had a thing called Sweet 16 Day. They played nothing but uh, soul oldies all the time. And uh, they had some great jocks out of there that that ended up doing a lot of good things. Anyway, thanks so much for the wonderful job you guys do every week, and we never miss it. So keep up the great work. Bye for now. Listener comments are always welcome. So give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. First of all, thank you, Jeff. Very, very good job. And thank you, Darnell. Yeah, yeah, Donald, you really, you really, you really did very Darryl, well on that Darryl. one, uh, Daryl. It's Daryl. Uh, but I want to. But I, I will tell you that uh, I've had a lot of comments uh, from people who like that Super Soul Gold Radio. Yes, they they did have their drawbacks with the voice tracking, although I didn't think that was the worst part of it. <clears throat> I think uh, that Doug and I were right when we talked about it that they should have had some live announcements. But then again, it's an internet radio station, and uh, they're doing what they can do with what they have. And I talked to the people who I wrote to them. Doug has written to them. They were very happy to hear our compliments, and they they, they enjoyed the uh, hearing our compliments on that particular radio station, internet radio station. So we've been yeah, listening to it a lot recently. Yeah, um, I've talked to three different people here. that have said that I've told about it, and they love it. Sorry, Eric. 
Did anybody know uh, how na- how the stations down in Nashville, and I guess the tornadoes hit in the middle of the night, but uh, did anybody know how the, how they did with the coverage of that stuff? The, the, I didn't hear the coverage live, but I, but I know that, that on one of the radio columns that I do read, it was said kudos to the radio people and television people, but the radio people especially, who are providing nonstop news and nonstop coverage. They, the, I'm not going to say that the city was totally destroyed, but a lot of damage in Nashville, Tennessee. is. is, what is, a- is it, one of the TV stations, Jeff, had the tornado go right through their parking lot, and um, you can find it if you go on YouTube. You can find the the video of it. But um, obviously, obviously, our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to those people of Tennessee yeah. after that. We do have a hand raised from Lionel Luis Morales. So let me turn it over to you, Lionel. Go ahead. What can I do for you, Lionel? Oh, what a Big Mac cheeseburger. No, I was kidding. <laughs> um, you forgot a big piece of news. Well, I guess it's big, but he's moved on to greener pastures. But Kevin Weatherly stepped down from Intercom last week. Now he's. We, we, we talked about that two weeks ago. Where were you? Uh, I just I just found out about it last we, week. We got to start taking attendance, then we'll know. <laughs> yeah, it's already been ta- it's already been talked about, uh, Lionel. I appreciate yeah, that. Lionel Thank Reese you. One thing, one thing, Jeff, that I saw come out today, and it would not be a shock to anybody, but uh, Westwood One is uh, discontinuing all uh, distribution of NBC Sports Radio as of now. So that came uh, up. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised since they uh, they weren't doing well anyway. So mm-hmm. and they were cutting. Nobody it. still runs them anymore. Yeah, I mean, does that mean it won't be on anywhere? Or I guess that means it's out of business, right? Is that what you're saying, Perry? Yeah, it, well, just, it, it just said that Westwood One was not going to distribute anymore, so well, I, I would assume for the, well, you know, Westwood that would tell you it's done. Westwood One owned NBC Sports Radio, so I assume it would be where, like, they used to distribute CBS, but but CBS and now Intercom owns CBS Sports Radio, but right. Westwood One actually owned NBC. And right, NBC they own NBC Sports Radio, so if, it, if Westwood One isn't going to be running it anymore, it's gone. That, that You could say yeah, goodbye to it for all now. All they ran was basically Mike Florio's Pro Football Talk and a couple other podcast and it didn't have much live programming in because most of the stations that were running it switched to CBS Sports Radio, So, which also kind of brings me into the whole Rich Eisen thing. I think Premier was kind of glad to get out of that because really, he his show wasn't doing very well. It was syndicated by iHeart and Premier, but it was always at the, it was at the same time as Cowherd and most people, even the iHeart stations went with Cowherd and they'd run Rich Eisen on delay and you know, but Dan Patrick, this will He's already done with another TV outlet. He was on Fox Sports, all the regional. Then he was on NBC Sports Network. Then on the BR Live thing with DirecTV. So now he's done with AT&T. So, but, so he's going to be on another TV network. He's still staying. But, uh, uh, but probably Rich Eisen is totally done because Dan Patrick produced the Rich Eisen show. I hear you, Sean. Bernie, i got to ask you a question. And, and maybe it's me. And maybe I'm just getting a little bit jaded. I've been doing this. Uh, I think our anniversary is coming up uh, for all things radio for 11 years. But I've been following radio news. It all started with my dad. It would read me the radio columns from the New York Times, the Daily News, and the New York Post when I was a kid back in the early 1960s. But I don't know. I'm telling you, it gets more and more depressing. And you worked in it. Uh, Give me an idea of uh, where where I'm coming from, and maybe I'm wrong or what. I I don't know. Maybe maybe you can tell me, Uh, Bernie. I don't know. Uh, It just seems like you know. I think you bring up a good point. It's it's really difficult. Uh, When I retired, I. I never quite said it out loud, but one of the reasons is I wanted to leave before it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> and then they hired me part-time, and so now it's fun again. But uh, 
Yeah, it, it's it's a different world. It really is a totally different world. And uh, I mean, when you have to say, "Hey, did any Nashville stations cover the tornado the other night?" Yeah, that, that's a that's a sad commentary on radio. Yeah, you. I got to ask and you a question. But it's they, true. And you've been retired now for a few months. It's not. It's not been you know, a year yet, has it? I don't think it's been a year. Yeah, it's yet. Been, uh, been almost. It'll be two years in July. Oh, two, years. two years. Okay, in July. Oh, yeah. wow. You know, as you look back and you retired, you're not working in radio anymore, and now you're doing it part time. I am working though. But I mean, I when, I'm, when I'm saying you're working in radio, you're not doing it full time anymore. That's what I meant. Right. You're, you're right. doing it part time. Do you find it more satisfying knowing that? Hey, I only have to do it for a few times a week, or, or once a week, or twice a week, and I can still do what I want when I'm retired. Do you still? Yeah, or, I do. I do. Now, of course, when I worked full time, I would have been very sad if that were the case. But yeah, we you know, know that. Now, yeah, <laughs> now it's great. And what do yeah. you do now that you're retired? Is there a particular activities that you that you've really been concentrating on now that you're retired? Or oh, I, I do a lot of different things, and they're they're mostly boring, but. Uh, you know, I still I still like radio a lot, but it's, it's, it's so funny to me that I most of the time when I listen to a radio station, I don't listen to it on the radio anymore. And it's like, right. sure, that's I'm the way finding most that are. I'm finding that more and more, especially in my market in Albany, New York. I mean, I, I, and it's the capital of New York State. But one of the things I learned about the capital is that things don't, it's very conservative up here, uh, Bernie, and it's things I'm never sure. change. Now, I'm not so saying that's interesting because I don't I very rarely turn a radio on. And I, I yeah. every, everything I listen to is on the internet. Although I do try to listen to a little bit of local radio. I mean, I do I, because I do cover radio. But, but really, but what I don't like, and I've been listening to, of course, I listen to WINS because of the all news operation. I can't sleep without having something on at all times. And they've because of the way they with the, with the contracts, everything else, they have you don't get to hear any local New York City commercials on that radio station whatsoever. Oh, if you're listening yeah, on the internet. That- yeah, it, it is. Uh, I agree. It is all commercials that are national. So you get to hear commercials yeah. for McDonald's, and you get to hear commercials for a, a, a number of national companies, but nothing really that's local. Oh, you'll you'll get to hear exactly. a commercial for a local Honda dealer in Albany because they bought the time through Target right. Spot, and now that because they're geolocating the commercials, depending on where you are, you get to hear different commercials. But it takes some of the fun out of listening to some of the radio stations it on the does. internet. I agree. I agree. Hey, but before we go on. Uh, when, when you uh, were doing the, uh, uh, the ratings, you mentioned uh, Indianapolis. And what what was that number one station that you uh, that you said was number one there? I bought it. I'm not, I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it was WYXB. Yeah, WYXB. Uh, that Jeff, would be, uh, Jeff, tune in, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. You're right. Tune in, Jeff. Yeah, that's where I work, Jeff. That's the station I'm on. No, I do that. I do that, Bernie, but I, I but wanted you to say it. The, here's what's funny about it. In December, <laughs> during Christmas, they had an 18.2, and now they are cut in half, 9.1. Yeah. That, but you know that's still pretty. That's still pretty good for the for the market in a way. Uh, and, yeah, and, yeah. And Rob, yeah, you have a lot your, of the Christmas stations, and we didn't keep. I didn't keep track of it. But if you listened last week and you remembered what the uh, the Christmas ratings were, most of them. I know Magic here in Boston, for example, was not uh, in the top three anymore, and they've been number one the week at Christmas. So, oh yeah, you know, uh, that, 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 that's, that's, that's certainly true. Rob, you have your hand raised. Let me unmute you here. Go ahead, Rob. Yes, I just want to say thank you for uh, having me back. I was absent uh, the last couple of weeks having to straighten out affairs uh, with the death of my mom and uh, oh, having to carry on uh, yeah, with the estate. And I'm um, glad to be back. Okay. 
Well, thank you, Rob. And, I appreciate that. You know, and just like here in Austin, you talked about, uh, you were talking about the Chris, like uh, Magic 95 only dropped back to number three, which is where they normally are. They only dropped from one to three, so they stayed in their top three. But, I mean, it, I mean they, you know, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of ratings, are, ratings are funny, Sean. Um, I don't. You know, it used to be where a radio station would have more than one service that did the ratings uh, back in the day. And uh, I don't even know if you were working in radio then, Bernie. We had we had, we had uh, Nielsen, we had uh, Pulse, and we had Hooper at one time. There were three different services, and there may have been a fourth one. Uh, maybe I think I forgot the name of the fourth one. But, and and you, could, you could get the ratings from a different perspective because you had different people doing the ratings. Now it's just one service doing the ratings. And, of course, there was no personal people meter ratings back then everything was done with the diary and people complained about that they said there was that there was something wrong with that way that way of measuring listeners people say that they're not always so happy about the ppm ratings and how that works out so i don't i don't i don't know that there's any one uh, one service that's perfect when it comes to do to doing the ratings but unfortunately well, admit, in, in the 80s we got a diary my you know to back in the 80s and when i was in high school and so my mom was like, hey, you know, you're over 14. It, it'll ask for your opinion. So I admit, for my part of it, I rigged stations, and it was easy to rig stations that I liked, even though. Oh, you can do that. You can do that. You can do that, but now that you've told us that. We'll... At a time when I wasn't listening. But now that yeah. you told us that, we'll have to contact the prosecution police. That That's right. No, I'm only yeah. kidding, Sean. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> I knew somebody who that will, that will, call they, will call up the prosecutors about your free long distance too, Jeff. So you know, yeah, I knew somebody who got a diary he didn't <laughs> like. Believe me, that's, that's, that's been so he. I, I got to tell you something, Chris. That that was done back in the 1960s and back when I was in college. So we won't. I know. We won't, we won't talk about those days, boy. <laughs> so as far as the people meter, I don't know if you guys have ever covered this. I have to admit, I I was a late comer to this this incredible show. Um, there is a problem with regard to at-work listening, and that is the fact that people who use headphones at work uh, don't get—they uh, don't get to give credit to the uh, station. Right, because the media can't read the—they can't—it can't read exactly. the, the signal because it's not hearing it. But the thing is, a lot of people use headphones at work to listen to right. the radio. Oh, they have to. That's the problem. Uh, and yeah, and yeah. what's the—you uh, know—you worked for Emmis, so what's the answer that that Emmis was? Has they have they ever talked about that with Nielsen, Bernie at all? Do you know? We've we've pondered it, and because it's frustrating, because you know, I mean, an at work station like well, the one I work for, uh, people listen to work, and it could make a difference. Well, you know, even <laughs> even you know when they rate the ratings, and it's a cum, it's 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 the amount of percentage of listeners per quarter hour, and you, and because they only have a certain sample size, that two listeners or three listeners that aren't being rated, even though they're listening with headphones, does make a difference in in, in determining rating points. A huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that I don't know what the solution would be to that, but well, there's got to be one. Well, I mean, I don't know what the solution is either because be, and everyone has talks. We've talked about this, and I've read articles about this all the way back to the '60s, and I don't know that there's any one perfect ratings formula. Like like Sean just said, he filled out a diary and he, because he wanted to do his favorite station, whether he listened to it or not, and and you don't. That's not that's not scientific. There's there's no perfect formula on how to deal with ratings at this point. Unless the only way that it, were, it would work is if the radio would transmit a signal back to Nielsen that you're listening to it. And, it would, it, and that's not happening. That's not how they do it. And I've even heard I've heard examples of where people who maybe had a personal people meter they may not have had a radio, but somebody goes driving by in a car and they have it with and it picks up that signal of whatever station is going by. 
Well, I mean, if I have a portable radio with me in the restaurant and I'm listening to it at the restaurant, not that I am, but if I were and I had a met and there was a personal people meter rating, uh, that restaurant had a PPM in it, uh, you know, because people uh, would pick that up, you know. So yeah. it's not, a, like I said, it's not a perfect science, but what else do we have to do? I mean, Bernie, you know, what else do we have to measure ratings by right I'm now? I'm wondering if there's going to be a way, and I can see Amazon and the, and the people uh, getting uh, this together, where the device on Google where the devices that we have in our homes could be hooked up electronically and you they are find they out are what, actually act, they're they actually are. working they're already working they? on a way if you look at some I don't do the streaming because the streaming is very very minuscule right now but but on some of the radio stations it will tell you what the ratings for streaming is so the, I'm not sure that yeah. that's measured by PPM but it's definitely they are measuring streaming and that's right. but that's easy to measure because because if, if you have a website and you put a radio station up you can actually, with Google Analytics, you can look at where the listeners are basically by G, by their IP address. You can you can well, find out what browser sure. they're using, and because, you can find well, out what, what the, device the thing that would come in about five years is what they will do because they'll have to because streaming is going to get more and more significant. So what they'll end up doing is they'll take your PPM stuff and add your streaming, and that'll be your rating. Well. You certainly have a but point the, there, Chris. But the problem is now whether they will do it. Okay, if I want to listen to the score in Chicago for something, will I be counted as a listener to the score in Chicago because I'm out of the market? So they uh, they might notify it that way because they want to know about their markets. That's right. Well, I mean, probably uh, that's where the IP address will come in. Right. That's right. where the IP. Everyone has a, a, a distinct IP address. That's like a telephone number, yeah. but, it, but it really is. And you're right. Uh, and you already see it now. Aren't there, like if you have a context on WYXB when you're working there, and, the, and they're taking. Uh, sometimes the rules say you you have to be live in Indianapolis, Indiana, to be a part of that contest, or in that in our in our demographic graphic location. So if Unless I want to win the, the contest, national, like every iHeart station is having this contest, yeah. than anybody like, can. But in that's San national. Antonio, but, Cox, but that's Cox national. Has that rule. Cox has that in San Antonio, and they say. You know, they list all the counties that surround Bear County, which is what San Antonio is in, and they say to be eligible, you must live in Guadalupe, Kamal, Kendall, Medina, Wilson. You know, so right. and so counties. They are you're, you're, you're lucky they say that because the FCC ruled that they don't have to do that anymore on the air, and they they can put that all on their website now. So you're lucky yeah. that 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 Cox radio station does say it. So, but uh, I think that's going to have to happen in in five years because when when Gary uh, very nicely read me the Boston. Uh, ratings there were some streams that were they were separate at this point and there were streams of certain things that were in the bottom part of the rating so they were there as a separate entity but if you took their stream and added that into their station you know it might have made a difference again we we can talk about ratings and i remember having a professor talk about this stuff in college and we and no one will ever define the perfect way of, of rating listeners I, I i guarantee it that's why that that's why it's uh we we argue about this all the time, but those listeners mean a lot to the rating book because uh, what you what you score in that rating book determines not how much you're going to get for local advertising, but Bernie can tell you it really affects your station when it comes to national advertising. Am I correct about that, Bernie? Basically, uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, okay, it, yes, it is right. pretty funny because you you can tell uh, if you go to a station from out of your city and and it picks up your IP address. Often you'll get a local spot. Yeah, that's like what I was talking TV. about earlier. Like, yeah. for example, here in Albany, New York, I'm listening to WINS in New York, and sometimes I'll get a commercial for a local Honda dealership in right. Albany, exactly. New York. Yeah. Because, they, because as part of the – they use Target Spot, I think, is for the selling point, and they, and they get local advertising. Same thing with the, the legend. I'll hear a commercial for the Capital District Honda Dealers Association on the – 
the legend because because that's how target spot works that's how they that's how, ge- how they geo geolocate and sell the advertising all right i'm going to turn it back all to right, you Jeff, the audience has spoken they're saying we've had our jeff bennett quota for jennifer will be doing her call letter and format changes her cult following comes right now. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of March 5th. K-E-L-E, 1360, Mountain Grove, Missouri, changes format from silent to religious teaching and adds slogan, Joy Christian Radio. K-E-L-E-F-M, 92.5, Mountain Grove, Missouri, changes format from silent to to contemporary Christian and adds slogan Joy Christian Radio KJJT 98.5 Los Ibanas, Texas changes format from country to Tejano and changes slogan from the Red Dirt Ranch to 98.5 The Wave KOZX 98.1 Kabul, Missouri changes format from silent to Southern Gospel and adds slogan Joy Christian Radio WBZUAM 910 Scranton, Pennsylvania changes calls to WAAFAM WBCM 93.5 Boyne City, Michigan changes format from country to rock and changes slogan from today's country music to the rock station WLBE 790 Leesburg, Eustis, Florida changes format from format not available to adult standards. WPSP 1190 Royal Palm Beach, Florida changes format from Spanish hits to Spanish talk. WWIK FM 98.9 McClellanville, South Carolina changes calls to WTMZ FM. WZEB 101.7 Ocean View, Delaware changes format from urban contemporary to rhythmic CHR. WAAFFM 107.3 Westboro, Massachusetts changes calls to WBZUFM. WKXP 94.3 Kingston, New York changes format from country to soft AC and changes slogan from the wolf to 94.3 Light FM. WDUB FM 91.1 Granville, Ohio changes calls to WOSX FM. WZAD 97.3 Wurtsboro, New York changes format from country to soft AC and changes slogan from the wolf to 94.3 Light FM. KSFE 96.7 Grants, New Mexico changes format from adult alternative to soft AC. WISW 1320 Columbia, South Carolina changes network provider from Westwood One NBC Sports Network to ESPN Radio Network and changes slogan from 1320 The Fan to ESPN 1320 AM. WAA 
KKAF 107.3 Westboro, Massachusetts changes format from rock to contemporary Christian and adds a network provider, K-Love, and changes slogan from Boston's rock station to K-Love. W-O-L-F 1490 Syracuse, New York changes slogan from Fox Sports 1490 to Fox Sports 1490 92.5 WOSW 1300 Fulton, New York changes format from silent to sports and adds network provider Fox Sports Radio and adds slogan Fox Sports 1490 92.5 The following stations have signed off the air. KGDL 92.1 Trent, Texas KWYC 90.3 Cheyenne, Wyoming WFCX 94.3 Leland, Michigan WFDX 92.5 Atlanta, Michigan WKLZ FM 98.9 Petoskey, Michigan WRPA 1290 Providence, Rhode Island. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For All Things Radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. At 525 tribute to Dennis James, 1252 unchecked, 8 of 13. Sorry for that little delay there. From there, go. To there we go. All right. I'm sorry, Bill. Did we, we're, yeah. did we You're good. You're good. Oh, You're good. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that the AAF uh, calls, you know, it sounds like BZU was already established in Scranton. So I don't know if they, I, I see, I know what you're saying. And maybe because it was a smaller city, they didn't care in Scranton and they want to get something better here. But uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a funny They situation. were just trying to park the call letter, the AAF call letter somewhere for some reason. So they, yeah, in case they ever want to use them again in Boston. Yeah, they just were parking or, them someplace. Yeah. Right, I mean, I mean it doesn't hurt still to have BZU in your call letters around here. Right, either. they're still on the air digitally. So if you listen to the, uh, the digital WE, what's it? What's the one on the sports station on Boston? The uh, 93.7. 93.7. Their digital sub-channel, too, is calling themselves WAF anyway because that's what they're broadcasting, the rock programming that was on WAF. Without any announcers, so they're right. They're keeping it alive at least that way. So um, that you know, yeah. that's all I can say. But it's interesting to see what happens. And all these stations that went off the air in Michigan, they were probably owned by one company, and that company went out of business or something like that because they were all in the same area of Michigan. The, the yeah, that, that twelve ninety yeah. used to be W. It was a rock station back in the day. It was WICE, and they were a good rock station. They were competing with WPRO. And they've been uh, in, sort of an NPR station, so I'm kind of surprised. It does, and with those callers, they sound like they still work, so I don't know what they're going to do with it, but uh, they'll um, probably do something with it. I, As a matter of fact, Chris, I do have an air check, and I haven't put it on because I've got to do some work on it. I do have an air check of WICE, I believe, from 1962. Oh, cool. So um, I need to get a life. My hard drive is all – you know, they talk about hoarding on television. You know, they have hoarding buried alive. So my sister and I were talking about it, and the, lo- and the lovely Sharon said to me, 
You know, Jeff, uh, you're not a hoarder for junk in the house. You don't have all food all over the place. And you don't have stuff going from floor to ceiling. But your digital hard drive, you know, the hard drive that you have, is a digital hoard of all of your radio air checks. <laughs> I said, yes. Hey, I, that's, I, a new, that's a new show, Digital Hoarders. There we go. That's a new Yeah, that, that's you, you right. got it, Sean. So if I... <laughs> What do you think about that, uh, Bernie? I do collect air checks. That, so that's I'm pretty sure. amazing, but there's nothing wrong with that. That's no, I, I kind of figure it this way. They don't really cost me anything pretty much. And I do pay for occasional air checks. Well, if I can't find – like right now, I'm looking for an air check of, of Hal Jackson from WWRL, and the only way I can get it is by paying for it. So I paid $12 for the for a CD of the unscoped show. I mean, that's the only, that's the only way I can get it. That's, it doesn't exist wow. anywhere else. So you got so you, you got to do what you got to do. That that's all there is to it. So I'll be, I'll be sending the bill to Bill Sparks. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? That I'll send it right back. I got to figure. Yeah. What that bill, oh gotta, yeah. yeah, you do that, Bill. <laughs> I thought you were going to send me a check, but you could put a rubber band around that check. You know, they call it a rubber. Ch- Never mind. A rubber check, right? <laughs> a rubber check. So. I don't know uh, if you want to run that feature for uh, Dennis James just yet, Bill. I'll let you let you uh, give it over to you. That's good, Jeff. Um, I'm going to apologize in advance for a, a slight technical issue tonight. But like I said, we're lucky we're actually on the air, so it, we'll we'll get the problem solved. So nobody worry too much about it. It um, happens that way. So which one do you want to hear first, Jeff? you want your Dennis James? Yeah, why don't you Dennis James, and then uh, we, we can do the classic air check after that. So we can talk a little about Dennis James, and then we do the classic air check, we can talk about that after that as well. Okay. Right. All right, just a second. Just and you're listening to All Things Radio live on legendoldies.com and the worldwide legend. <laughs> and John, you can... Call in at any time, 646-876-9923. Get 287-723-4600. Hit the pound twice. Star 9, raise your hand. He was born Demi James Sposa to Italian-American parents in Jersey City, New Jersey, in 1917. He was the youngest of three boys, and his father had always hoped he'd grow up to be a doctor. As you can see, even from an early age, he was showing inclinations towards show business. When he graduated pre-med from St. Peter's College in 1938, he told his father he had decided he wanted to go into radio. With his parents' approval, Demi James Sposa was on his way. He went to work at a small radio station in Jersey where a young singer named Frank Sinatra was also working. And many years later, he and Frank talked about that on television and how Demi Sposa became Dennis James. I can't. I did a show called Name That Tune. And you And they asked me to sing. I tell you, you know what flop sweat is. I got out there every day and I said, fellas, come on, I can't sing. Never could. That's when they changed the name of the show to Mame That Tune. (laughs) After he, they heard him singing the song. Hey, you know, I tell a story. Mame That Tune. I tell a story about this guy and myself. He may not remember, but I remember it. Okay. We worked in Jersey. I worked for a guy named Paul Lesteo, if you remember. Paul Lesteo called me down one day because my name was Demi James Sposer. And he says, change your name or you're fired. And I changed it fast to Dennis James. I said, what about Sinatra? He said, he's got talent. (laughs) Right? But in fact, Dennis had his own special brand of talent, which was soon recognized by the number one radio station in New York, WNEW, where he was hired on as a disc jockey. Dennis took advantage of life in the Big Apple. He was a busy young man on radio, doing commercials, acting soaps, studying at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts at Carnegie Hall. 
about this time, Dennis's brother Lou was working with the famous television inventor, Dr. Alan B. Dumont, who was ready to try some experimental shows on television. Lou told Dr. Dumont that he had a kid brother working in radio who could do it all. And together they created television's first game show, Cash and Carry, televised live from a makeshift set in the back of Wanamaker's department store on Madison Avenue. Dennis often joked that at that time, there were only 300 television sets in New York, and half of them didn't work. These privileged few got to watch the ever-smiling Dennis melt under the 140-degree heat which the early Kleaglites produced. The year was 1941, and the public was just becoming aware of this new medium called television. However, our country plunged into war, and Dennis joined the Army. His show business career was put on hold. Well, almost. He was assigned to special services. He wrote and directed shows to entertain the troops. And as you can see, Army life was tough. As a matter of fact, this period in the Army was the only time in his 59-year career that Dennis was not hosting a television show or acting as the commercial spokesman for a company. When the war ended, he returned to New York, where television was going by leaps and bounds. Dennis's popularity grew right along with it. Soon, Dennis was doing 13 live television shows a week. The very first network audience participation show was Dennis's OK Mother that went on the air in 1947. It spawned his familiar tagline, OK, OK, a phrase he used to close many of the thousands of shows and commercials he did over the next five decades. Dennis had about 25 television firsts, among those the first to host the televised New York Easter Parade, the first to do a television commercial, and the first to appear on videotape. He met artist Mickey Crawford in 1950. For Dennis, he always said it really was love at first sight. Honestly. Do you blame him? They were married in 1951. As a sportscaster, Dennis was doing boxing and wrestling matches for which he won an Emmy. Wrestling was extremely popular in those days, and often the wrestlers liked to throw each other at Dennis. Occasionally, the wrestlers liked to throw Dennis at one another. Quick study, Mickey learned to jump under the ring to keep from getting hit. During his lifetime, Dennis appeared on more television shows than we could possibly mention here. He did his share of acting, too, in shows like Craft Theater, 77 Sunset Strip. He performed in Summer Stock and Dinner Theater and did many cameos in films such as Rocky III with Sylvester Stallone. He was the spokesman for Old Gold Cigarettes for nine years. Remember Dennis and the famous dancing packs? Kelly played a cigarette girl in some of Dennis's commercials. His sponsors had such faith in his selling ability, they allowed him to ad-lib many of their spots, and the results could be pretty funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a winner at home, do we? 
Nobody picked Gloria Van Dorp, so unfortunately no winner at home. Our sponsor next week uh, will be the makers of L'Anthrique products. And if you missed the show last week, then you missed all our talk about Tweed Mist. Now, Tweed Mist is a special toilet water concentrate that's lighter than perfume, uh, stronger and more lasting than bouquet. And it comes in a very beautiful bottle with a nice golden top and a crystal bottle. And your finger controls everything. Just a touch of your finger and a pressurized spray, and I'm telling you, you're living on top of a cloud. You are living. I spray it all around the house, on doorknobs, on the drapes, every place, all over the stagehands and the technicians. We have the finest smelling show in television today. And if you want to smell right, then I say get Tweed Mist. You can't waste any. See, just a finger touch is all you need. The right exact amount comes out. Now, this is the newest member of the Tweed family, and I'd like you to try it tomorrow. $2.25 plus tax for Tweed Mist, right? Go to your drug and apartment store, squirt it in the guy's face, smell him, and if you like it, buy it. Good night. See you all next week. Bye. And if Dennis sold a product on television, you can bet he used it at home. As the Kellogg spokesman for 12 years, there was no shortage of cereal in the James household. I'm Dennis James. You know, we've got a fellow staying at our house, and you would not believe it. He has never eaten Kellogg's cornflakes, never in his life. Now, here's the most popular cereal of a whole world today, and this guy has never even given it a try. Is it crisp? Is it fresh? Is it good-tasting nourishing? He doesn't know. What's more, he doesn't care. But I'll tell you this. You never saw a healthier guy in your life. Let me show you his picture. There he is. Bradley James, one year old. I make you a promise, we'll turn him into a cornflake real soon, because if I can't convince him, here's a man who can. His big brother, Randy. Now, he knows what brings the best to you each morning. Well, how about your family? He was the spokesman for Physicians Mutual Insurance Company for 28 years, including this year. Remember this, there's no obligation. That must be a record in television history. You are merely calling for information. So get the security and peace of mind you deserve. Call right now, okay? Okay. We're here when you need us. Physicians Mutual. 1961, I asked Dennis to be a panelist on a show I own called First Impressions. And since we were producing it in Los Angeles, we moved our families from New York to the West Coast, where Dennis and I quickly became close friends, as you can see. That's enough. One reason we became such good friends was that charity was an important part of Dennis's life, as it is mine. There are so many worthwhile causes and oh, so many benefits. He would pass on some of them to me, and I'd pass on some of them to him. In Los Angeles, the many television shows continue. Shows like People Will Talk, PDQ, Your All-American College Show, The Daytime Name That Tune, The Nighttime Price is Right. His involvement with charity events continued as well. Dennis had a unique way of always being himself. He was as comfortable with presidents as he was with game show contestants. What you saw was what you got. In 1988, he celebrated his 50th year in show business, and on the 50th anniversary of his college graduation, he finally became the doctor his parents originally hoped he would be. St. Peter's College gave him an honorary doctorate. Pop Sposa would have been proud. His awards and honors are many, but two that stand out are his induction on the Walk of Stars here in Palm Springs and the placement of his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Let me tell you, I just sit here listening to all these celebrities come up here and honor this guy, and there's nobody that deserves him any more than Dennis James. There's a man that's been doing great things for charities and all that stuff for, for years. And they're a little late. Yeah, they have, they have, they have 
Morning Star. Because believe me, he deserves it. I know I have one just a couple of blocks down here, and they're, they're wonderful, you know? People walk along, they see him, especially after you do a bad show, and they scuff it up a little. <laughs> Even the dogs leave their opinion. But it's wonderful to be here. It's, uh, there's nothing you can do more for Dennis James than he deserves. He's a great golfer. He's standing there with some of my money in his pocket. He's a great man, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just thrilled to be here. Thank you very much. Thank you. One of Dennis's favorite pastimes was playing in charity golf tournaments around the country. I think he really loved the game because it allowed him to spend quality time with pals like Jimmy Stewart, Phil Harris, Fred McMurray, and Buddy Rogers. And speaking of Buddy, he and his beautiful wife Beverly have been close friends and generous supporters of Mickey and Dennis's charities for many years as they are tonight. Dennis had his own charity tournament in the San Diego area for 12 years. And last December, he hosted the first annual tournament for cerebral palsy right here in the desert. The second one as a memorial to him will be played this December 8th. Dennis's dedication to UCP started in 1950 when he met Leonard Goldenson, president of ABC, and Jack Hausman, a prominent New York businessman, and Jack's wife, Ethel. They asked Dennis to MC a telethon, which was a brand new concept in fundraising. The first New York telethon was very successful and became a big event each year. The biggest stars from stage and screen would make appearances. Bob Hope was named the Lifetime National Chairman. The more Dennis learned about cerebral palsy, the more involved he became. He intertwined his busy television schedule with 20-hour telethons held monthly in cities all across the United States. In 1965, in recognition of his contribution to United Cerebral Palsy and other charities, former President Eisenhower presented Dennis with the Humanitarian of the Year Award. Through the years, Dennis has had some wonderful co-hosts on his telethons, people like Jane Pickens, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, Paul Anka, and Donald O'Connor. Mickey and their sons Dennis Jr., Randy, and Brad pitched in when needed, with Brad serving as a co-host for the past two years. About 12 years ago, the lovely and talented Florence Henderson joined him, and she's been there every year since. Through the years, tremendous strides have been made in research and rehabilitation to help people with cerebral palsy. And over $600 million has been raised. January 1997 marked the 47th year Dennis emceed the telephone. Because it is an injury to the brain which can happen at any time in one's life, cerebral palsy will always exist. But soon, the hope is that no child will ever be born with cerebral palsy. Dennis James was a tremendous part of making that happen. And that made him a very, very happy man. Very good, Jeff. Very, very Growing good. up in New York, we heard that telethon or watched it every year, year after year after year after year, and uh, it, it just brings some memories to me. And I remember Dennis James from, uh, of course, we know him from his game show hosting chores. Right. Uh, did a number of games. Uh, PDQ is the one that I remember the most, that I remember watching the most. He also did the evening version of The Price is Right, although I, I believe that Mark Goodson and Bill Tobin wanted them to be the daytime host, but the CBS overruled and they got Bob Barker to do the show. But that's... But neither the, that's not neither here nor there. I just thought it was very interesting. We do have some hands raised. We have Jerry, and we have Rob after the, after Jerry. So let me get to Jerry first. Go ahead, Jerry. 
Yeah, we got uh, that evening version of The Price is Right. Uh, WJAC-TV in Johnstown, PA, took it with Dennis James. And as far as uh, I remember your first impression, my mother used to watch that one. Uh, when I come home from public school, I remember that one a little bit. And uh, as far as the telethon, one year when, when uh, Channel 6 uh, in Philly took uh, – that uh, that telethon, the CP telethon, whatever WFIL, and uh, I remember hearing that they would cut into New York, and it was Dennis James right there. Hey, by the way, maybe you have, I don't know about trivia, Jerry, but the guy who hosted the, the uh, first entrustment, do you know who that was? Uh, I can't remember. No, it was Bill Layden. Bill Layden. So, uh, oh yeah. But maybe be interesting. Right. Thank you very much, Jerry, for that one. Thank you very, very much. Who, who was the one that was narrating that tribute? That was Monty was Hall. That? Oh, oh, I couldn't tell from. Okay, you know he wasn't yeah, that was going crazy. Hall. Okay. Very good. Right. Let me get. Let me get to you, Rob. Go yeah. ahead, Rob. Yeah. Uh, didn't Dennis James host Pay Cards? <clears throat> no, that was done by. Uh, I know who you're thinking of. I, that was done by, uh, I'll tell you in a second, Jim Perry. Oh, he did card shock, sharks. And I'll make, oh, pay cards might have been Art James. Oh, Art James. Right, right. Okay, yes. Who did the other game show called Say When. Yes. Uh, you know, it's Can interesting. Have- they were saying WNEW was the number one station, and I assume they still had the format back in the 40s or whatever of playing music. They were an independent station. They, you know, you had the four networks, and they had their stations. But WNEW, you know, was doing local programming, and uh, – Doing the the music of the day, probably. Yeah, they they were they were not a network affiliate like that. They, they right. when they got into doing the music, and I, and I remember hearing the story and reading about it. Uh, it was during the Bruno Houtman trials. Oh and yeah. They needed they needed fill time to put and they put music on, and uh, I think Martin Block was one of the fir- was like one of the first radio announcers yeah. to work at WNEW AM uh, doing the make believe ballroom. Of course, right. And then William B. Go, Williams. We could go over, on yeah. and on with William B. Williams, and of course there were a few other hosts after him, but the station is. Obviously went into uh, lost. Well, actually, was sold and became Bloomberg back in like nineteen ninety two or three or something like that. Ninety three. Yep. That's right. So, but I remember because I'll I never have... forget it, Chris. Because I would listen to WNEW because if I touched that car radio when my dad was driving, he would whack my hand. He, Don't you dare touch that radio. We yeah. listen to class, and we're not going to listen to that trash rock you want to hear at WMCA and WABC. It's yeah. WNEW, but I don't. It doesn't matter what you want. I'm driving the car. You listen to what we were playing on the radio. Yeah, then later on, they dabbled in sports. They did have the Giants, the football games, for a long time, but they, that's about it because they really didn't dabble into sports until the 70s, but that still would have worked because HDH did that very well up here. They had the you know the, the middle-of-the-road music and the, uh, the Bruins. Do you know that Red back Sox, in, the, so. in the 1960s, for a very short time, they tried doing a sports talk show with with uh, Marty Glickman, and that didn't yeah, work, Yeah, 71 or so, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. But back to De- back to Dennis James. There is some footage out there. They mentioned about him doing the wrestling announcing in the fifties. I think with with Dumont and of course for the Capital Sports Wrestling out of uh, New York. And there's some footage of him actually calling wrestling matches out there. Some yeah, oh, I will have to try to find that for uh, future All Things Radio, Sean. I don't. I didn't. I didn't look for that. I was just. I don't know. I, yeah, I and must, Bruno I, I must, San Martino ma- He did some Bruno San Martino matches, and you know, and others, and just there's I a must, whole, whole bunch I, of they're they're out there, and it's real hard to it's real hard to find the audio is real choppy because I've heard it on some wrestling podcasts that like go way back into old old wrestling, and it's real choppy, real. 
that audio, but it's real hard to find. But there is some out there with him. I will, I will take a look because a lot of that audio is bad. Remember, because some of it was all kinescoped, and that's why the audio yeah. was so bad. Well, and, right. and back then, a lot of the wrestling promotions, what they did to save money for their TV shows, they would record over the same film. Yeah. A lot of them would do that. You can't record over the same film again, over and over again. Well, no, they would. No, they would just. No, in the sixties, they would record over. Over the same when video. They video. Yeah, video. When they went to the, they would record. Once they finally went to video, because he even still did some into the sixties when they were starting to use video. But they would, you know, and they didn't save it, of course, because they didn't think it would be valuable. The only the other thing I do remember, just not too long before he died, when they were doing a telethon. He got uh, a call, one of these crank calls from Captain Jenks, who was one of Howard Stern's uh, people. And I, I, I don't think that Dennis James was, was more upset about it. I think Kathy, Kathy Lee Gifford was more upset about it at that point. So, uh, But I, I do remember that, and that is definitely available on YouTube as well. So uh, you can find that. as well. YouTube gets to be a treasure trove of a lot of things. So uh, go to YouTube, and you can search all to your heart's content uh, for anything you want. So. That's all I can say. I'm glad you guys liked the Dennis James thing. I wasn't sure if that was going to translate well for the radio part of it, for all things radio. But I thought, wait, wait take it. I, as, as I said, I edited some of the longer music pauses and put it together so it wouldn't play as much music. So Because that's where the video pictures were being shown. So there was nothing we could do for radio on that. So I'm glad you guys liked that. Yeah. Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you here. All right, Jeff. We've got your, what is it, your six-minute segment here? <laughs> something like that. Something like this one's on... Um, After 525 Waxed FM 6... Waxed FM? Oh, no, 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 that's the last one. Okay. Other, can you get to the air check one? That's the one that's uh, 13 minutes. Uh, Jeff, I can do some magic here. There you go. That's K. it. Of course, the whole public can hear it now with this. That's right. But we understand. No secrets here. I was going to say, like I can the do XFL broadcast. You I, know? Can say, I, yeah. I can do magic too, Chris. What, Rocky, watch you pull a rabbit out of my hat. You know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've got to get another hat. Full disclosure okay. here, but our technical geniuses will solve the problem. And here you go, Jeff. This week, we're going to do something just a bit different. We're going to feature a radio announcer from then and now. The radio announcer is Don K. Reed, and we're going to feature his work at WCBS-FM hosting the Sunday Night Doo-Wop Shop from October 22nd, 1994. Next, we're going to hear Don K. Reed as he sounds on the Belmont Internet Radio Station hosting the same kind of doo-wop shop radio show, and he sounds just as good today as he did back in 1994. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy Don K. Reed on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Got a letter from Irene Kelly. She's the uh, doo-wop queen, and uh, she asked me to, uh, well, play a song for, uh, she says, the sexiest man in New York. And uh, it's for Little Isadora, Little Isadora and the Inquisitors. And uh, her birthday was October 15th. I got this after uh, last Sunday's show, so we thought we'd uh, say happy birthday to you, uh, Irene, today. And a happy 47th birthday, even though it's a belated birthday. We'll play that song, too, for you. Here it is, Little uh, little Joey and the Flips with the bongo stomp. And it goes out to... uh, the man you asked us to send it to, Little Isidore, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to play a song by Little Isidore and the Inquisitors. Ain't No Child's going to follow this up.
CBS FM. That's Little Isidore and the Inquisitors there. And uh, Ain't No Child here at 101.1. Little Isidore and the Inquisitors coming out with a CD uh, very, very shortly on uh, High Sam Records. At 101.1, it's uh, just about 26 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Don't forget the Orioles are going to be here live in the doo-wop shop. Let's go to the phone again. I know what you'd like to hear. CBS FM. Who's this on the line? Uh, this is Joe from by Donald Pizza. Where are you located? Uh, I'm Okay, what can I get on for you? Uh, I can do Mr. Bateman. Okay, I'll get it on. Anybody you want to send it out to? Uh, just over to the store. Me and my partner, Bobby Bates. Okay, you got it. And everybody who loves uh, pizza in your area, right? That's right. CBS FM, Mr. Baseman, that's by request. That's Johnny Symbol along with Ronnie Bright, of course. Ronnie uh, is Mr. Baseman. Always was and always will be. Here are the classics till then from 1963. CBS FM with the Dell Vikings. And uh, come go with me to midnight tonight right here on CBS FM. Here in Don K. Reed's doo-wop shop where this portion is sponsored in part by Petland Discounts. Petland Discounts, your neighborhood pet shop for over 30 years, is, uh, well, concerned. Concerned about the nutrition of your best friend. That's why they carry Iams dog foods. Iams puppy food, chunks, mini chunks, less active for dogs, lamb and rice. And canned dog foods are all made with quality meat protein and just the right balance of vitamins and minerals to meet your dog's very specific nutritional needs. Petland Discounts carries the complete line of Iams dog and cat foods. So be sure to stop into any of Petland Discounts 101 locations and learn why feeding your dog Imes will make a difference your dog can feel and, of course, you'll be able to see. And join Petland Discounts at Richard Nader's Rock and Roll Revival Spectacular Saturday night, November the 12th at Madison Square Garden. Starring Little Richard, Dion, Little Anthony and the Imperials, Bo Diddley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Leslie Gore. It'll be a night to remember. And for information, call 212-465-MSG1. That's 212-465-MSG1. Ron Chate talks about his dream. I can trace my roots back with Creative Bakers that's been around for 30 years. We are located in the south side of Williamsburg. The first thing I did was contact a bank that I personally dealt with. That was Chemical Bank. Chemical Bank uh, did not want to uh, loan us the money. They felt that investing in companies in the part of Brooklyn that uh, Creative is in was probably not to their best interest. We ended up uh, with Citibank to the end that at that point, Citibank decided they did not want to do the deal. Bronco Popular clearly saw the impact of a creative baker's leaving New York. And I think they had more of the human side and the understanding of the community of the people that are there. As the number one small business administration lender in New York, Banco Popular is making sure that your dreams become a reality. Banco Popular, we bank on your dreams. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Oh, Mr. Crabtree, three packs of Polaroid Instant Film. I guess you've finally seen the futility of your cheap miserly ways and have chosen instead the path of generosity. No, I'm getting five bucks back from Polaroid. That was my next guess. Stock up now on any three packs of eligible Polaroid Film for Halloween and we'll send you back five bucks. Purchases must be made before December 31st, so look for a coupon in your Sunday paper or see your participating retailer for details. 
economy is picking up. Companies across the country are creating hundreds of thousands of great new jobs, high-paying jobs, the kind you find every week in the National Business Employment Weekly. Call now and get eight issues of the National Business Employment Weekly for only $35. You'll also receive free with your paid subscription, The Job Search Guide, filled with valuable tips to help you land a great job. Call toll-free 800-535-7200. That's 800-535-7200. All right, you're in the doo-wop shop with me, Don Kay, and uh, here's a little uh, something from Johnny Ace. We'll make it a lady's choice early on. Sunday night in New York, and we'll go back to March of 1955. Pledging my love at CBS FM, and we want to say hello to some folks uh, up in up in the Bronx. Uh, it's the Park Diner, and they're somewhere near uh, White Plains Road and uh, Pelham Parkway, I understand. And Louie, oh, they always listen to CBS FM, and especially on a Sunday night. So for the Park Diner and Louie, we're going to play uh, this one for you. Here are the Robins. They have the first super group I like to call them, Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. They hailed from Harlem, New York, G Records, in October of 1956. Those were the ABCs of love. Now let's uh, go to Los Angeles, California. They're on Capitol Records in late 1955. Let's go way back for a group called The Cheers. Bert Convey, who later became an actor and uh, TV host, was part of this group. And they had a tune called Black Denim Trousers and Motorcycle Boots. And if you remember, maybe you wore them. Shop on the Belmont's Internet Radio, Don K. Reed, and I'm spinning along with the Dell Vikings there on Phoebe Records in 1957. Don't forget, today we'll have a guest, and my guest, my special guest, is the sleepwalking guy himself, Johnny Farina. He'll be here in just a little while. This group, the Spaniels, came from Gary, Indiana on VJ Records. It was December of 1956 with a tune called You Gave Me Peace of Mind. As I and I looked Hey, you've logged on to the Belmont Internet Radio and you're listening to Don K. Reed's Doo-Wop Shop. <laughs> That's 
to the elegant sound with Vito Pacone on lead, of course, Staten Island's favorite son, and a live performance of Clyde McFadder's Treasure of Love. And here's Vito and the group with Little Star, their big smash number one hit from 1958. Vito Pacone and the Elegant. Where are you, Little Star? Teenager Cries, that tune, by the way, written by the late Ernie Maresca. Reparata and the Delrons. Reparata was uh, Mary O'Leary. And uh, they used her middle name. They had the Delrons name, and they said Mary and the Delrons didn't work. The powers that be asked her, what's your middle name? She said, Reparata. They said, that's it. Out of Brooklyn, New York came that uh, fine ladies group. And in 1964 on World Artist, they had that big hit. Whenever a teenager cries. Right now from the Bronx, New York, here's Al Reno and something called Congratulations. tune on Fortune Records way back in September of 1954. That was The Wind, the version done by Nolan Strong and his Diabolos. Right now, the Monotones, they of course uh, were from Newark, New Jersey, and on Mascot Records in November of 1957, they were asking the question, and most of us were, who wrote it? The Book of Love. I wonder, wonder who, who, who wrote the book of Ah, yes, the classic Get a Job from the Silhouettes. They were out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and they were first a gospel group, believe it or not, called the Gospel Tornadoes, and evolved into the Silhouettes on Ember. They had that big smash hit in January of 1958. Johnny Farina, he's my special guest, coming up in just a couple of minutes. The Ocapellas now with something called The Stars. We'll make it a lady's choice. It was released on Checker Records in 1966, before that on General in 65.
harp tones with uh, Willie Winfield's great lead and on Rama Records in 1956. Around May of that year, the masquerade was over. And coming up, no masquerade, it's Johnny Farina, my special guest, here in the doo-wop shop on the Belmont's Internet Radio, just ahead. You're listening to Don K. Reed's doo-wop shop on the Belmont's Internet Radio. Wow. Going back to the roots of rock and roll, we just heard Don K. Reed in the doo-wop shop from then and now. We started things off by listening to Don K. Reed when he worked at WCBS-FM in New York City. And we concluded things by listening to Don K. Reed working for the Belmont's Internet Radio Station. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. 595 hitting option 2 for the podcast team. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Great stuff. Thank yeah. you. I, you know, I know that Sean and Gary are a little young to remember this, and even I'm somewhat young, but the doo-wop was a sound that was... Perry. Sean and Perry. Where the, the big thing about the doo-wop yeah, was... Gary's, Gary's an old guy like me. But oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, Gary would was, probably remember... Stuff. Yeah, but, was, but I wanna, yeah. what I'm trying to say is that music really was biggest in New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Washington D.C. It was it was it was a different kind of sound, and it's well, still... there was stuff. Now remember, he the Penguins were out of Los Angeles. There was there were different doo-wop groups. Remember, we heard the Spaniels were from Gary, Indiana. There were different. Uh, what would happen is it would get kind of regional, and then it would get around the country. Like he mentioned the Silhouettes, January '58. Well, that was a massive hit. But it probably started in Philadelphia, and then you know maybe they even got on bandstand. Who you knows, know when you talk you know? about the, when you talk about that, Chris, you're so right because a lot of those radio stations that played that stuff initially were soul stations initially, and they played right. a lot of that stuff as well. And, and when I got Kono, when K O N O went oldies in 1985, they played a lot of the stuff that they were playing back in the late 50s, early 60s. That was regional. Texas hits that maybe didn't make yeah they more blues because they had a lot of blues they, down there. Well, you know? no, yeah. they were doo wop. Well, no, okay. they were doo wop, but they it wasn't blues. It, it was doo wop just like okay. that. But they were groups that some of them maybe didn't necessarily yeah. make it nationally, or because that like back then I guess it was very regionalized. A lot of the yeah. music was. Now, the guy who really got it going here was Joe Smith, and he later went on to be a record executive. I heard him in a story the other day on about a, you know, a, I forget which, which uh, he was an A&R guy at, at one of the record. He was accused of uh, payola, and again, that was always the kind of thing, if you if you stop doing radio, we're not going to say anything, and whether it's true or not, you know, you don't know. But well, he ended, ended up leaving uh, he wasn't, Boston. He, he wasn't the only one. Another guy that no, played no. a lot of that Alan, was Alan, Alan Freed, Freed, and also Peter Tripp, yeah. the curly head killed Right, the so anyway, row. so he, he landed on his feet and another guy was Norm Prescott and he ended up being in, in, working in animation they both went to Hollywood but Joe Smith had a, had a show every night on WVDA 1260 on the dial and it was not a uh, it was similar to what Alan Freed did in that it was a regular ABC affiliate and all that but then he'd come in at 8 o'clock at night 8 to 10 and do his doo-wop show you know Here's the, other, but the other person that played a lot of doo-wop music and, and I got to hear him and I'm, I, I'm almost sure that, that at, at one point, um, he may have been working, I know he was working at WODS in Boston, but he may have also been working with, on a Sunday show on WCGY on 
was Little Walter. We featured oh, Little him Walter on. worked everywhere. When we had him on a few weeks ago, I was telling you he worked at about I, I think I named six or eight radio stations in in Boston that he worked at at various points. So and there was a, a show on ODS at the time that that show was on CBS FM, and of course they're both CBS stations uh, that Jim Sands had called the Doo Wop Diner. That he did the same thing, took requests and and played the Doo Wops that people wanted to hear, you know. But it would take. So what would happen with these records until it got as time went on, then they'd catch on fast. But in the mid fifties. You'd get like that, no one's strong in the Diablos. Probably took six months to get around the country. It would start in Detroit, you know, and and the local artists would start it. And then we, sometimes we had songs that would come up from New York or, you know, we'd hear the Philadelphia Northeast. We'd hear some songs, some songs we hear now and we say, well, where'd that come from? Well, like like uh, Sean said, you know, from Texas or from California that we didn't maybe have as, as hits on our local charts. But doo-wop was a big part. Even all the way up in the mid-60s, you had I'm a Happy Man by the, you know, Jive Five and stuff like that would still be. Oh. Oh, great, great music. It. Eugene, you know, the lead you know? singer of that was Eugene, Eugene Pitt. Pitt. And, yep. I, and, and, of course, my cousin through marriage was a guy that was in a group called The Excellence, and they did a song called Coney Island Baby. Yes, I remember Coney was, Island Baby. Which was yep. released in 1963. The problem yep. with that, and they sued the recording company because it got screwed out of the royalties. You know, you hear about this all the time. And because they didn't have enough proof, they didn't win the lawsuit. But that was a big, that was, I mean, Joe, Joel told me all about that particular problem. They were a group from the Pelham Parkway area of the Bronx. We, we do have one more hand raised here. I'll get to you, Jerry, in one second. Let me just get the button here. Go ahead, Jerry. Oh, that was great. Don K. Reed. That reminds me a lot of, do you have any Harvey Holiday uh, from WDAS uh, FM in Philly there, Jeff? Maybe. I, I don't know that I haven't. I will look for him. I do have Harvey Holiday's last show on WOGL in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I do know that I have that, but I don't know that I have Holly Harvey, Harvey Holiday on WDAS, but I do know about him. He retired a, a few years ago. And I remember him quite well. Uh, so the other thing about that guy, twenty-five years later, he sounded exactly the same. You know, well, I think that's great. If you didn't hear the promo, you would you would know that it was. So if you didn't hear the the IDs, you wouldn't you would still think it was probably. It was the same uh, same show from '94, correct? That's right. Yeah. And, and he's a nice guy. I've actually I've actually talked to him a few times. He's a, well, he did an interview for me when I was in college. Uh, when I was doing a return paper, and he let me interview him. He was a very, very, very nice guy. Started his radio career out on Long Island, worked at WLIR when it was when it first became progressive and moved from WLIR to WCBS when they had that progressive format, that adult-sounding progressive format. And I do have some more air checks of them. We'll get to those later on. Like I said, I'm the digital hoarder. I, my, I, my, my hard drive is loaded with this stuff. So we have, we have a lot of stuff we're going to try to get to for a future podcast. So if we hear you ever have a hard drive crash, there's going to be a fortune in air, air checks going down the tubes, I guess. That's right. It's all been backed up on other drives, <laughs> believe me. So good, 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 good. That's good. all I'm saying. Bill, I'm going to... I'm going to turn it over to you. You've had a harrowing weekend. Hopefully everything can get straightened out and you can rest, yes. rest and relax for the weekend, Bill. So I'll turn it over to you to wrap this thing up. We will we will prevail. It'll all get taken care of. I'll take it all in one day at a time. Let's, uh, let's see. What's your last feature here, Jeff? You the last to- feature, I always kind of call these the throwaway features in a sense, but I try to give you what what's going on in radio today. And when a radio station changed from classic rock, I mean classic hits to classic rock, in Waterbury, Connecticut. I didn't know what the station was until I heard it on the internet. WAXB, owned and operated, AXBFM, owned and operated by Berkshire Broadcasting. And yes, they do it. Um, they do the show using a satellite-delivered format, but the lady does the best she can under the circumstances, providing a little bit of personality into it. So that's what you're going to hear, WAXBFM in Waterbury, Connecticut, uh, for a uh, classic rock format. 
Well, thank everyone for listening and thank the panel members. And thank you, Jeff. And here we go. One of the things I try to do when presenting these featured station segments is to present stations that have changed formats. This week is no exception. We're traveling to Danbury, Connecticut, and we're going to listen to radio station WAXB with a classic rock format. The station dropped classic hits in favor of classic rock, and they're locally owned, owned and operated by Berkshire Broadcasting. So without further ado, want to sit back and enjoy radio station WAXB AM and its FM translator on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. 94.5 The Hawk, Ann Murray's Classic Rock, WAXB. B. Ridgefield, Danbury. Most classic rock all day and all night. 94.5 The Hawk. Here we are, another long set of nonstop rock. I think it might be the best one of the day. I feel challenged to improve every single hour. I promise I'll try, but it's pretty good right now with Led Zeppelin. Four five the hawk. Man, I got caught low that and I took her back to my place. Ninety four five the hawk. Ninety four five the hawk. road tripping song right there from the Eagles. In fact, if you're going to be stuck in your car for any length of time, I think I've got what you need. Def Leppard, ACDC, Foo Fighters coming. Greater Danbury weather now on 94.5 The Hawk. Mostly cloudy for today. Some afternoon sun possible. High of 44 tonight. Partly cloudy, colder, low of 19. And tomorrow, sunshine and a high of 37. More classic rock now. 94.5 The Hawk. Step inside, walk this way, you and me, babe. Hey, hey! 94.5 The Hawk. song and bad i am so tired i think i've been awake since about four i didn't go to sleep till two if you do the math that's not right uh better math is you too that's next 94.5 the hawk
great song. Super Tramp for you. It's Kara. The next rocker I'm about to play has two grandkids. I think one more is on the way. I know this because I follow Instagram, uh, particularly Billy Idol. I like his pictures that he posts. He's a family guy, believe it or not. He's also next kicking off a long set. More classic rock. Now, 94.5 Hawk. This is a long set. Uh, I did not drink alone last night. That's why I need a long set now to help me recover. I think this should do the trick. Here comes Nugent. Welcome to 94.5 The Hawk, Danbury's newest radio station. We play classic rock all day that totally rocks. A bigger playlist, fewer commercials, the best rock all day, all night. You gotta love it. Danbury's classic rock, 94.5 The Hawk. Now, back to the vaults for more of Danbury's classic rock, 94.5 The Hawk. Well, there you go. Classic rock is heard in Danbury, Connecticut on WAXB AM and its FM translator. The only big drawback to this radio station is that the rock format is satellite delivered. And while the satellite delivered format does sound pretty good, it takes away some of the local aspect to the radio station. Nevertheless, the station does present classic rock and it is easy to listen to and sounds quite good with a wide variety of classic rock to listen to. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the show, Want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J E F F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800 693 0595. That's 800 693 0595. And of course, hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.